Uh, Mel, uh, this is no rep. Hey, hey. You on it. You're on it. Very excited to be here. Have you listened to any no rep uh, podcasts? I listened to the one uh, with Katie Monaghan. Oh, 1.10. Yeah. That was the episode that put no rep on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the morning chalk up picked it up and lots of people listened to it. And, uh, yeah, her being a former, you know, two-time Olympian. And, uh, and I think just her, her mental approach that she described just floored Seth and me. Yeah. Which says a lot about her, and it says so much about Seth and me. Yeah. <laughs> it's unsurprising that a two-time Olympian would have a different mindset towards athletics than you and Seth. Yeah, right. that's that's a fair point. <laughs> but indeed. Yeah. But uh, you know, and I've been working out with her for years, so it wasn't like like it, this isn't stuff that I couldn't have known if I hadn't if I hadn't asked. But I think I mean I think that's sort of I mean like I used to work out with I worked for CrossFit One Nation and therefore was able to ha- uh work out with like James Hobart and Austin Maliolo and all of these CrossFit Games athletes. And it when you're working out next to them, you don't, you're still putting in the same, you know, because everything is scaled, you're still putting in the same amount of work, but their dedication goes so far beyond, you know, just the workout. Mm-hmm. James Hobart, by the <laughs> way, was, he was, he, he ran my, uh, my level one. Yes. Hobart? Yeah. And who else was there? I was looking, um, Lachlan. Oh, I love Lachlan. Yeah, good he's dude. He's a delightful human. He's he's way too tall. He's giant. Yeah, yeah, he has height issues. <laughs> uh, James Hobart, it turns out, um, you know, I I decided that I wanted to go get my level one, partly to get away from Western Mass and partly to get away from lawyers. And it turns out that James Hobart ran it, and he's a lawyer, and he's from Western Mass. So, mm-hmm. so, much, so much for that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was a little surprised when he was like, yeah, 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 I did law school. And that was the original plan. Yeah, well, everybody does law school and then everybody spends a career trying to figure out how to get out of it. Practicing law, I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, e- Ethan hated law school. I hated, well, I hated my life while you were in law school. I. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, those were his weaning years. <laughs> I was going to say they were my angsty teen years. <laughs> I was like 12 to 15. You were wearing Huskies XXL. Yeah, I was a fat virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Blink-182. Oh, dear. Oh, that's good shit. Uh, we're furloughed right now, Mel. You can't uh, press sexual harassment charges. Oh. I asked Ian, you can't. <laughs> Why would you ask Ian? Wouldn't you ask the attorney who works at PVCF? You're the one I want to sexually harass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we start the program? I thought we had started. Is this not it? This is, this is your life, Tony, this moment right now. <laughs> we've got a dress rehearsal for the apocalypse, and we've got a dress rehearsal for my life, both going on instanta- in- simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Ethan, are you going to pay attention now? Um, there's a lot of, I'm at, I was actually just closing tabs of distracting things. Yeah. I got to stop looking at my computer yeah. <laughs> for that same reason. 
too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am, uh, I, I, I'm not really capable of multitasking. Oh, me neither. I think I am. Oh, you just do, do, you just, you just do it. Yeah. You don't multitask. You just get distracted. That's the only difference. So uh, here we go. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is uh, episode 3.2 of the No Rep Podcast. Co-host Ethan and Tony. We are here with Mel Neisner. Yes, Did yes. Get that one right? All right. Yeah. Coach Mel, who uh, has been uh, a coach at PVCF, is a level two and uh, has been all over coaching West Coast, East Coast, up and down. And uh, we're going to get her thoughts about all things CrossFit, including uh, some things that you can do while you're uh, furloughed or shut down or shut in or, what, or whatever it may be. And, and things uh, not to do. Well, you're always going to get what not to do on this podcast. Yeah. So, Mel, how are things? Things, things are good. What was the last workout you did with, with Ethan? It was the it last was, day at the gym was open. Was it? You yeah, probably just did fun. one yesterday oh, yeah. at the gym. We did the... <laughs> The assault bike. Assault bike. And the toes to bar or the pull-ups and the shoulder to overhead, something like that. It was, it was in every, every four minutes on the four minutes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is coming back to me now. Like some calories, do some calories. toes to bar, do some yeah. shoulder to overhead. Was it just three things? I think it was just three things. I think it was just three, th three things. Yeah. Although slightly more memorable was that workout that we did in class. It was an EMOM with running and burpees <laughs> and, and, and muscle ups. How did Ethan oh, yeah. end up in that class? I <laughs> was he on his way to curves and he, and he, he missed a turn or something? <laughs> I saw the muscle ups. Oh, oh yeah, that could do it. it yeah. I'm not oh, a good like. It was like run some absurd number of meters, like 400, and then uh, do as many <laughs> muscle ups as you can in time remaining. It was two minutes. I think that's a perfectly reasonable <laughs> amount of time to run 400 meters. I was, no, I think it was every, and then you had until the end of three minutes, right? You were supposed to do oh, the yeah. run in two, and I was doing it in 215. Yeah. And then doing five muscle ups and then falling to the ground. Yeah. How did you do on that? How did you do on that one, Mel? Well, sure. The, the running and the burpees were great. The like muscle up, banded muscle ups that I was doing totally like pitched off a cliff. Oh, Jesus. Immediate death to my triceps. So what's it, what was it like? You said that you, you worked out with, with, uh, with the big boys. What was that like? That was fun. It was really, really, really fun. It, um, I think one of the things that CrossFitters have a really horrible time doing is scaling workouts appropriately. And oh, hold on a second for our listeners out there. What is scaling? Real. So scaling means. No, I was kidding. I'm just, I never scale anything. I'm just being, a, I'm, 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 I practice obstinance as opposed to scaling. Obstinance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that went over my head. <laughs> Completely over my head. Anyway, so you were talking about scaling. Yeah, scaling, right. So, you know, they're doing these crazy workouts where, like, you're like, there's no, absolutely no way that I'd be able to keep up. So they do, um, they want to make sure that you are doing the same amount of work as they are doing. So they were quite good at forcing you to scale 
the workout so that you could at least try and keep up with these guys. And that was um, training more as opposed to like training strength training. It was a little bit more training for intensity, which I think is the aspect of CrossFit that is very hard for a lot of people to grasp. Um, but it was fun. I mean, they, despite the fact that they're like, you know, professional athletes, they never once, I feel like people are like, oh, you must've felt like shit about your fitness. Um, and they did never once made me feel, you know, like shit about my fitness, even mm -hmm. if I was doing, you know, half the number of reps, your effort was the same. How often did you make them feel like shit about their fitness? Oh, LOL. Never, never <laughs> once. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you just look at Hobart and be like, bitch, go after Froning. You know? <laughs> he tried. He tried. He was so, it was 2018 and he was ready to do like some, the individual fitness. I think he had qualified for regionals. And then it was those handstand obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. We made our own, which was lots of fun. And they put it in this well, I remember like, that when every gym in the world started making their own handstand obstacle courses. Oh yeah. And like totally Jerry rigged together and we kind of like shoved it off to the side by the weights. And I was like, dude, you should put it. I mean, anyway, so the space, you know, space in the gym trying to accommodate like, you know, games athletes versus like making sure there's enough room for class and stuff like that. Um, and he pirouetted out of, handstand and kicked a stack of 45 pound plates and broke his foot horribly oh, oh. which wow see that's yeah. why that's why i've decided not to be a games athlete yeah it crushed him man he's got like serious arresting bitch face delightful human but like and this was the first time that i was like oh no I'm afraid he's going to like, you know, whatever, implode. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, wow. yeah, super huh. bummer. But. So I, you know, I'm curious. I, I true or, well, okay. So within Pioneer Valley, from what I've seen, there, there tends to be this, um, I don't know if it's a divide or a separation or what it is, but there's, because, you know, it, CrossFit is supposed to be infinitely scalable. And so games athletes should be able to work out right next to beginners. And that's all wonderful and great, but it seems to me that the culture at boxes tends to be that at some point, certain athletes feel like they're either not getting enough out of the workouts or other athletes maybe feel like they're too intimidated or whatever it may be. So my question to you is, from the perspective of somebody who's, who's been in classes with all levels of athletes, how is that problem resolved at that level of, 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 of skill disparity? Yeah. So one of the ways that we dealt with it at One Nation and the way that I handled it at CrossFit Somerville is the programming that you produce for your gym. And it, this sounds, when I say it, it's going to sound bad, but then if you look at the big picture, it, it, it is a good practice. So the rule is scale, uh, sorry, program for the best and then scale for the rest. So oh, it was not rare, but that's how, um, that's how Ethan did his dating life. <laughs> <laughs> rest for the best, go out with the rest. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's <Maybe>. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but he's married now, but I'm sorry. You were saying. <laughs> I, 
Did you say up or well? Huh? Did you say he married up or married well? We'll accept either answer. I think both are true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it works. Eh? So how does that work as a practical matter? So, yeah. So when you're scaling for the best, just in the context of working for a gym like One Nation where you do have games athletes, a lot of the workouts are going to be super, or not super out of reach, but like just out of reach for those like top tier sort of uh, daily CrossFit athletes. Um, and when that is the situation, you know, they come in and maybe the shoulder to overhead is programmed at like 185 or, at, you know, something, you know, yeah, like 185 and 155 um, where like something that a games athlete can cycle. But if that's so, if that's the stimulus that this heavy barbell should be something that you can still cycle, the person who can do them two at a time, one at a time, we're still going to ask them to bring that weight down. Um, and I think what works really well, especially if the top athletes are still working out with classes, they have their scores up on the board, they have their scores in whatever app you're tracking. And, you know, so that gives something like a time frame or a, you know, a performance metric for people to chase. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah. That uh, and, it, and it's interesting. It works. Do you, is the, it, it, it like CrossFit one nation or, or in Somerville where they're, um, were there games athletes who really just didn't do the wads or, or, or were they doing additional stuff or, you know, why would they, yeah. let me ask it the opposite way is why would they bother even doing the class wads? At their level. Sure. So, I mean, so the class wads are, it's important. It's an important part of all of the games athletes that were at one nation were all involved in coaching. They were part of the community. They were there a lot. It was their business. So they of course are doing their extra training. Um, but it's important, especially because they were coaching. It's important for coaches to take classes with their athletes, partially to be an example. Um, at Somerville, our top athletes were doing side work as well, but again, the same principle applies. It's important for those sort of top athletes to still participate in the group fitness and support the rest of the gym and the people there. Yeah, you you lost me at giving back. Ah. You know. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it? I'm just going to do my own thing. Do your own thing. No, I'm just kidding. Well, what, Mel, what would you say to an ornery, irate, ego-inflated, um, over-the-hill athlete like Tony who <laughs> thinks that they've grown out of class and isn't being challenged? And you know, what would what would you what would you tell him if he if in a fantasy land where he came to you with an open mind and asked for help? <laughs> uh, fantasy what, land. Yeah. In, oh man, yeah. see, it was really great at at One Nation because um, you do have those big top dog athletes where you can be like, okay, if you want to do the RX weight, I need you to be able to beat James Hobart's time. Well, I think you can easily use me as James Hobart in that example for Tony. <laughs> easily, easily, totally, yeah. totally translates. <laughs> oh my God. How, you know, how, uh, and so, and so you were there, where, you were also out in California or something? Yes. Um, I was, very briefly at San Francisco CrossFit. <clears throat> mm. yes, any, big, any big dogs out there? 
Um, man, let me tell you this. So they did a version kind of, um, a version of committed club, kind of like we do. Um, and their athletes were like, just. The committed <laughs> club is a special membership pro uh, postponement option for those entering an inpatient psych psychiatric program. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had a community club and they were all like really, really uh, competitive with each other and like who got the most check-ins at the end of the month. Um, so there were a lot of really strong people. And then of course, San Francisco CrossFit has um, you know, Kelly Starrett is the owner, and then they have Diane Fu, who's a pretty prolific Olympic weightlifter, um, and some, like, relatively, uh, do they have, and they have, like, a powerlifting program, so they just had a bunch of different programs, so people who, you know, maybe their niche wasn't, like, gymnastics, they still had the option to do um, specialty classes, so a lot of really very strong, <laughs> very fit people in San Francisco, not to mention you can just be outside all the time, which I think. What's outside? What is outside? What sunshine? What is that? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's yeah? What's, what's sunshine? We're uh, not, in addition to being shut in, we're right now uh, in the midst of a, of of just some dreary, dreary weather here in New England. It's supposed to be really nice tomorrow, and I've noticed throughout this that when it is really nice out, I actually spend a lot more time outside than I would normally. Like normally, if it's early April and you get a day that's 65 and sunny, like I would probably work out inside the gym, walk my dog and that'd be it. But now I'm like cooped up. So I'm actually going for longer walks and doing yard work and working out outside. True. I think there are some silver linings. Silver lining indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, wait, just for context, uh, Kelly Starrett, he's the dude who wrote the supple leopard, I believe. Yes, he is. He is the supple leopard. <laughs> would you call him the leopard king? <laughs> the left. <Ooh>. <laughs> topical, <laughs> topical reference. So, but, did, but I, um, how was your time over there with the uh, with with uh, the the supple leopard at all? It was uh, it was amazing. I learned uh, a shit ton. Um, lots of just like knowledge bombs being dropped all of the time from like not just Kelly Stara. Every all of the coaches over there are so. <clears throat> so knowledgeable on everything that they do um and you know ways that they coach and uh what were your big takeaways from being there um they have so they're a big gym they're huge they're like evening and morning classes like the pop you know sort of typical popular times um would roll like 30 people deep on the regular so as a coach you got to be on um and then the other thing was that a lot you know with classes that big and with a client base that big not everyone is going to know each other um so the community over there has like truly rivaled almost every gym that i've ever worked for and part of that is the way that they um foster the community um and i think that's a that's kind of the cornerstone of CrossFit boxes. Um, How do they do it? So at the beginning of every single class, they would, you know, introduce themselves and then they would ask you to introduce yourself to at least, you know, depending on class size, like two to three people that you don't know. So you have to go up and like, we're not allowed to shake hands no. anymore, but 
Back in the day when you could. Back in the day when you could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's nice. And I wish we would do that at our gym where like you would, a while ago they used to assign you a partner for a partner wad. Mm -hmm. And it would be someone like your skill level and your height and just everything would work a lot easier. And now it's kind of this free for all of people buddying up with their buddies and I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was terrified to do that when I started coaching. Cause I like had, it's so hard to do that if you don't know the client base that you're working with. <clears throat> Client is such a nice term for our members. Member athlete. Mm, that doesn't feel right either. <laughs> yeah. What would you call them? Dependents. <laughs> Dependents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think them as dependents on my taxes. Is that wrong? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Even how, how, how many classes have you coached now? Uh, two. Okay. <laughs> one online, one in person. Oh, if, I no. count, if I count the flight class where you supervised me, three. Wow. And, you, and really, you now have, you've got the full spectrum. You've done a flight class, you've done a regular CrossFit class, and you've done an online class. You're basically an expert. And in those three classes, zero deaths from the coronavirus. I'm not saying it's connected. <laughs> Just, it's a coincidence we need to explore. Science. <laughs> Ethan, oh. is, Ethan is the cure. <laughs> Ethan is the cure. Mel, so uh, you're a, hold on, where are my notes? Oh, sweet uh, Jesus. CrossFit coach. And what, tell us what you've been doing. What are you doing to work out right now? What are your goals? Like, what is your framework? What is your program like? You sat down and like, what am I going to do for workouts this week? What's your, what's your thinking for yourself? And then I'll have a follow-up question. Yeah. So my thinking for myself is sort of straight away from like weightlifting numbers. Um, mostly it's just to keep my car. It's, it's a focus to cardiovascular uh, fitness, I think. Just is that because that's what you enjoy doing or that's what you can do with the equipment you have or it's mostly just what I think what you can do with the equipment that you have you know I've um it's it's hard to back squat for weight without any strength weight <laughs> um but yeah so it's mostly just cardiovascular it's mostly I try to structure it to, you know, as a CrossFit coach, I feel like I'm used to being like up on my feet and moving for most of the day. Mm. So I do like a little bit in the morning. I do a little bit in the afternoon and then I do sort of the like auxiliary stuff in the evening. Just nice. to and that's just a great way to fill the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, provide structure and routine. And I've been like, okay, coffee, work a couple hours, then mobilize. And that's just provided like, a really like a feeling of productivity like I accomplished mm -hmm. something and I have something normal and I'm doing something good that I wouldn't be doing otherwise and, mm -hmm. and how has your motivation been to exercise um it's uh, once I get moving it's totally fine sometimes it's the like peeling yourself up from the like Getting underneath started. the blanket yeah but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's cold outside 
And that there's no internet in Leverett, right? We do. <laughs> we have our own. Coach Mel coming to us live via a tin can and string. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but actually, uh, we have our own Fios, like fiber optics. Oh, wow. You, yeah. You, you, you mean your family in particular? Oh, no. Leverett as like a town came together and installed. Sharing one Fios account. For you everybody, all have the same Netflix password. One person's mom got Netflix ten years ago, and then just all of all eighteen Leveridians banded together to share one dollar a month for Netflix. <laughs> one Leverett dollar, which is actually a squirrel pelt. A squirrel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it is truly. Yeah. Although, let's see, tr- trading logs. Trading logs, wood. Yeah. My big accomplishment yesterday was I moved all my outdoor wood into the garage with my garage wood. And tomorrow, yeah. I think I'm gonna take it all back outside. Just but why? It needs to dry. Leave yeah, it there. I brought it in to dry. Yeah. It so what would you say to our listener who is having a hard time staying, getting motivated, getting off the couch? Like, oh, Mel, I just, I'm just out of my routine. I'm just having a really hard time working out. What should I do? Uh, I think the virtual classes are pretty great as far as like accountability. Cause then, you know, you set up the screen and you're like, well, shit, now I have to do whatever this person is telling me to do. Kind of the way that class, you know, in, in a regular process in, in previous, in what, how things used to be, it works the same way. Um, reaching out to a coach is a great way to like, hold accountable. Um, I've been going to the track with Lauren, which has been making me, you know, try to chase her down. Lauren, Lauren Kavarik. Can't be done. Yeah. Coach, oh. friend of the program. Not, yeah. not human. She's very fast. She's like some humanoid race from uh, Lord of the Rings that just doesn't tire. They can jog a hundred miles and then still have the energy to fight when they get there. <laughs> yeah. She's of whatever race Jack Morse is, I think. Oh, I've been taking a page from his book and doing like sandbag on the shoulder uh-huh. runs. You, you, do, you do know it's that for him, every volume is just considered one page for Jack. Yeah. So if you take He's one page. He's 150 years old, but of a, of a people that live to be 900. <laughs> Mel, what do you what do you say to people who say, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, the offerings, for in the in the wads aren't what I'm used to seeing, and I just tend to be a little oppositional, and I tend not, I just they don't they don't get me jazzed up to do it, and being online doesn't really get me jazzed up the way being in in class gets me jazzed up i mean is there like a red alert system how do you how do you how do you have you how do you help people stay motivated who are just yeah Yeah, so there's a couple different options with that either sort of you know reaching out to a coach and doing one-on-one coaching so having them tailor a program to something that does feel good or does get you jazzed up um what i use for myself personally is you know if maybe the workout doesn't look super great if I know I need to get moving pick like three movements that I know that I am good at and excited about and can do set a clock for like 20 minutes and just like go through those movements sometimes because like mentality oh god 
like mentality around working out and staying movement, uh, staying movement, staying moving is super real. Um, so like giving yourself that win of like, Oh, I know that I can do these. I know these feel good on my body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about, um, what about, uh, different things like challenges and, um, other things in terms of like goal setting during these times? Yeah, I think those, those can be really fun. I think as long as the challenges are like feasible within, so feasible and like stuff that you can do. Um, I think doing like a push-up challenge is really cool just cause it, you know, you don't really need equipment to do push-ups. You just need your body. Um, I think it can be helpful sort of getting, uh, like a buddy, like an accountability buddy, accountability buddy, um, mm-hmm. uh, so someone who you can kind of compete with, or you know, someone who will shoot you, shoot you text and be like, "Hey, I just did fifty push-ups. Your turn. Go do it." Um, hey, Ethan, I just did fifty push-ups. Go do it. Oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. Eight. <laughs> <coughs> or at least his head was bobbing up and down. I'm, I assume those are push-ups. I couldn't see your whole body. My goal was to be out of frame and just shout the numbers and then I realized <laughs> you could see me. So I had to either keep going. I didn't have an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just go along with it. It's all good. Uh, Mel, what do you hear from your, uh, from your colleagues uh, Oh, can, I say one, can I say one thing? Yeah. If our listener wants to do any of those online classes, um, we're, our gym has them and they're available and open to anyone and they're only $10. And you go to OM practice, O-M-P-R-A-C-T-I-C-E.com slash studios slash PVCF slash. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. That'll be great. As soon as Ethan starts doing show notes. <laughs> Ooh. So Tony learns what show notes are. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, he's the new guy. I'm hazing him. <laughs> what do you hear from, uh, from are, are you still in touch with people at, at, at One Nation and, and, and across the country? And what are their boxes doing? Are they similar to ours, different from ours? Yeah, SF CrossFit is doing virtual classes, very similar to ours. One Nation is also doing virtual classes as well. Um, and they're renting out equipment, equipment equipment people yeah yeah <laughs> and then there's are you guys going to do the um the open the the cross the from the, the challenge coming out from hq oh yeah is the workout out today it's supposed yeah. to come out today but i is it i don't know what time it's supposed to come out today noon pacific like, time so an hour and 15 minutes from now that's exciting i'm gonna sign up i haven't signed up have you guys signed up i'm signed up i'm signed up yeah you guys I mean, it's CrossFit without top end weight. I see myself doing very well. Oh, that's true. You're probably going to win. You You have to be all push-ups and air squats. Burpees. I love air squats. I love burpees. I'm not so great with push-ups. Well, there's no judging and no videos. So as far as you know, I just did 50. (laughs) No, no, we're going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that Ethan does his shit. We could do them together, six feet apart. Well, that or I could, you know, have you do video and I'll review it in detail. Mel, I could do the same thing for you if you want. Hell yeah. In, the, in, in a show of solidarity. 
Yeah. You know, Mel, how long have you been uh, coaching over at Pioneer Valley now? Just since January. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're, you're really immersed in the culture over there already. I, well, I know there was, I feel like when I first started coaching, someone went on vacation and I was like, I will cover all the shifts because I don't know. I feel like, so when you start working at a new CrossFit gym, learning people's names and remembering them is like a huge piece of anxiety, like huge. Mm -hmm. I get so nervous about that. So solution be there all of the time meet everybody yeah how much fennel do you eat per day oh my gosh i eat so much fennel (laughs) (laughs) this young lady is at the gym every day with just a bag of fennel (laughs) you know i call bougie celery you know it's like (laughs) i've never seen someone eat so much fennel in my entire life i i know i know that fennel is some kind of edible green object but i know no more than that is it green it looks like an onion, but it's not an onion. Does the texture least, of like, celery? What? Why? Why fennel? Why you? Why? Why now? Why now? Why now? Um, I. It tastes good. It tastes like licorice, but better because it's a vegetable, and it makes your breath smell better. And which doesn't matter now because we're all six feet apart. Yeah. True. I haven't broken my teeth in three weeks. told you it's just like that it's just like that it's like the movie old strange brew man you're going down the mountain and the brakes are out there's no point in steering now just letting it all go yeah what's the point you know i think that's really what crossfit is all about is learning how to just let it all go yeah yeah you are training for the unknown and unknowable yeah you got to be ready for everything including nothing Oh my God, sitting is killing me. Yeah, well, that's literally probably true. Oh, I don't feel like I like experience it quite like the masses do with their like nine to five jobs, but oh, this has been the worst. I, I purposely became a CrossFit coach partly because of it being something that will get me on my feet for a certain amount of the day or week or whatever. And I can, I can tell you it, it makes a huge difference whether you're on your feet or sitting at, at a desk all day. I mean, by the time I'm finished with my four hours on Thursday morning, I mean, my heels are coming through my head. Yeah, standing <laughs> and, and I'm always moving. I'm like always walking, not for any other reason than it's just my habit to do that. So I yeah. probably walk seven miles every Thursday morning just in the class. And you dance 70 minutes. Yeah, that's true too. Gotta get your dance on. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Mel. What other stuff have you in 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 this uh, time? Have you um, done thing? It had time to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Have you sort of taken on initiatives, either health wise or otherwise, uh, fighting? Or are you having issues that you wouldn't normally have? Like, what's going on with you? Hmm. Um. There's been. So I'm someone who I feel like thrives on routine, but in sort of the typical like CrossFit coach or full-time CrossFit coach world, 
like the routine looks different every single day, but you're used to like having to, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I have this client here. I have these classes here. You're doing stuff in between. So it's been, for me, it's been difficult figuring out structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but cleaning, cleaning has been like a soothing, <laughs> very soothing. Let's organize this cupboard that hasn't been opened in 10 oh, years. actual cleaning, not Olympic cleaning. Oh no, I so miss my barbells. Oh, I hate barbells, but I miss them. Yeah. Dearly. Um, what I else? have I have a I have a guitar that sat in my living room at my condo for I don't know three years four years and I I I you know picked it up for a couple of months and then it just sat there for years doing nothing so I decided that I would you know take this opportunity to kind of pick the guitar back up and so I picked it up and I brought it down to Enfield where it now sits in Colette's living room and I, it'll be there for the foreseeable future <laughs> still haven't been able to pick it up and strum the damn thing. Uh, that's, I have a, um, anatomy book sitting upstairs that I also pulled out and was like, this is going to be fantastic. I can actually get into this and have yet to actually get into it. When you, when you geek out about CrossFit, what kind of stuff do you like, what kind of stuff do you read or look at that, that you would do it even though you aren't a CrossFit coach? Like what, what, what kind of stuff do you delve into if any? Um, I dive into sort of, uh, there's like two different, I feel like scopes here. There's scope one, which is CrossFit coaching. I love, um, sort of deep diving into, I think what most people will recognize it is, is like adaptive athlete training, um, which translates really, really well into just like helping your ability to pretty much scale anyone on the fly. It doesn't matter if they have a broken wrist or maybe they just don't have the range of motion in their hips yet to squat all the way down. Or it's just a baby about maybe running 400 meters. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to geek out on just, yeah, reading articles about um, different, uh, yeah, adaptive training methodologies. Um, what, while- kind of, what, what kind of resources are you talking about? I, so the CrossFit.com has their, their, it's the CrossFit journal. They have so many, many, many articles. Um, so I typically use their, is there, is there access to the entire journal for anybody? Um, there should be paywall, I think for premium content there. mm, I, I don't know if I pay affiliate owners. I think. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. I've I've got to call Greg Glassman. <laughs> you, I think you owe him some money. I think it might be left over from. I don't know. You make it count. I. It might be an affiliate. I think affiliate owners do have access, and I think I still log in with my old boss's account. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you owe Kelly Starrett money. James Maybe. Hobart money. Also shares a CrossFit journal membership all 18 members of leverett are sharing the same (laughs) exactly so uh yeah yeah the crossfit journal and chill that's the leverett saying yes uh but but mel you were saying that was the one that was the one box of of, oh that's one side of it what's the other stuff you delve into oh so the other stuff that i dive into is um definitely sort of mm, i guess we'll put it into the category of like almost uh physical therapy um so taking a, 
I did a deep dive and uh, research into pelvic floor uh, and sort of how um, <laughs> deep dive into the pelvic floor. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is a, this is a family podcast. What? No. <laughs> Our listener has a family. I just repeated what she said and giggled. Where are the quips? I haven't heard them. Let them out. I know Ethan's got a joke in there. All right. Tell us um, about the pelvic floor. Deep dive into the pelvic floor and giggle. <laughs> I kind of feel like that covered it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So women. This tends to be an issue primarily with women. Uh, so doing research in the realm of um, like postpartum and as a CrossFit coach, how do you handle postpartum clients, uh, sort of so stuff that you're looking for to send them to a specialist versus stuff that you can do to help them um, or um, – Hmm. Kelly Sturrett was on a huge rampage when I worked out there um, on feet and like foot pressure while you are performing whatever activity you are performing. Um, so I enjoy doing research on that and how it relates to running and Olympic lifting. Pretty is specific. he is he pro pressure or anti pressure? Um, so what? He thinks you should just sit. Yes. Until the end of time, no movement. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that he talks about, and I think this is him fighting, he's pretty well known for giving the cue when you are in a squat to pick your toes up. Um, and he's kind of seems to be backtracking from that where it's actually quite important to keep your actual full foot on the ground um, where we do want most of our weight to be in our heel, making sure that we're evenly distributing the rest of the weight in the rest of our foot. I'd have to say, I'd have to give, I give props to somebody who's such an expert, but who is still willing to uh, reconsider his long held beliefs and, and change them if he decides that there's a better way to do it. Yeah, keep Hell yeah. You know, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, I atrophied years ago, but apparently he's still learning. <laughs> oh, I love um, YouTube videos on bodybuilding and anatomy and shoulder rehab and mm -hmm. low back pain and just like stuff that I've dealt with. And do you have do you have any plan of ever implementing any of that stuff? Today, I'm going to do it all today. Today's the day after I move my wood back outside. <laughs> I've been reading, a, I, I'm just getting to the end of a book called, um, yeah, wouldn't it be great if I knew the name of it? Um, <laughs> give me one second, I'll pull it up. Strong Medicine, How to Conquer Chronic Disease and Achieve Your Full Athletic Potential. Yo, that sounds real interesting. Uh, it's fascinating. And um, what I love about it is that it's, uh, it kind of, the, the fitness piece of it and even the nutrition piece of it are put within a larger context of your entire life. That mm. in order to be, in order to live well, it isn't, or even to be fit, it isn't enough just to, just to do strength training or just to do cardio or even just to eat well. That, that it, it covers as many aspects as they can find, which are things including sleep, um, 
it goes in it goes in great de- into great detail about um, how to keep your your gut healthy, um, how to deal with stress, and and also it explains some things like I now know why you're supposed to eat vegetables. Minerals. That's a good guess. Maybe, maybe partly Vitamin. through. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think we're guessing. I think we're telling you why you have to eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> but why would you? Why eating them as opposed to just taking a vitamin or whatever? One of the main things I talk about is, and I'm going to get all the names wrong and all the science wrong, but the, the long and the short of it is, it it is the the fiber in vegetables is what your good gut biome needs to feed on, which cascade has many, many, many cascading positive health effects that's why it's a fennel-based biome yes (laughs) (laughs) that's why i eat it that's not why you eat it you eat it because it tastes like licorice that too it's added bonus how did you get onto this um i when i got back from san francisco the friends who i was staying with loved them dearly but they very much like to eat dessert and you know food that's like cheat day meal food um oh i thought you said cheat date (laughs) (laughs) i'm going on a cheat date (laughs) yeah one per month i get a cheat date (laughs) (laughs) that could be a new thing could be a new thing i think it is a thing for some people anyway uh yeah i was just not my i was so 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 bloated and unhappy and research told me that fennel would fix that. And it tastes like licorice, so, you know, win-win. Huh. So you researched it, and that's what you came up with. Go fennel or go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, partly in reading this book and in other things I'm developing. I'm going to have to write a book about it. I've got a whole approach to nutrition that I, I think is going to be a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Details? <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's really going to be, I mean, here's what, here's sort of the general thing is that everybody eats, we all know what is whole food and good for you. And we all know what is stuff that is essentially mass manufactured based on palatability to get us addicted. And I would call that not food or sub food or junk food or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And everyone knows that, that it's easy to prescribe, okay, just eat all this good shit and don't eat any of the bad shit. But I really think the focus needs to be on, 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 like, on ratios because everyone's going to eat some amount of junk food and everyone's going to eat some amount of good food. And the, the question becomes, what, what's the optimal way for you to live your life that allows you to enjoy the things you enjoy but still be healthy. I mean, nobody's going to, you know, is it 80, 20? Is it 90, 10? I think it's a personal thing, but I think that that kind of needs to be the focus as opposed to what we do now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is very individualized, um, but also, yeah, adhering to a strict, strict diet without any like leeway is a real good way to set you up for, or set people up for failure. <laughs> yeah, and everybody hates you. Yeah. I mean, you go to the party, and, like, I have a friend who, like, didn't drink for years when I was in, when I want to say my drinking phase, but I was having a lot more fun than I have now. And 
it was it was really tough. We'd be out, and he never wanted to go out, or if he went out, he wouldn't drink, and he just didn't. And it, he wasn't as fun. And yeah. you know, you, you're going to go to the birthday party, and you're the one who's like, "No, thanks, I'll just have salad." It sucks to be that person. Are you referring to yourself recently? Yes. Yeah, I've 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 fallen into that. You know, I'm ridiculously good. Usually six days a week. Sometimes on a Wednesday, Colette and I will do a little a little something. But even then, I'm never going off the deep end on a Wednesday. You know, and then Sunday, I'll I'll you know Sunday evening I'll get pizza and then have you know a lot of ice cream and and a brownie or something. But it's it it it, it works for me. But as a, as a social matter, it leaves me at odds with the world around me a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I think, but I think it's also personal preference, like. I've definitely been that person where it's like, yeah, super strict every single day. Um, but then there's, I feel like you start to add tools to your toolbox. Um, and a lot of it is. That's why I added Ethan. Good tool. Good tool. Um, what was I saying? I don't Never. know. It was I, really good. You were really on it. You were talking about adding tools to your toolbox about right. getting away from being disciplined all the time and what you can do. Yeah. So sort of understanding what needs to be going into your body to sustain whatever training you're doing, whatever life, I don't want to say lifestyle, but like whatever it is that you're doing in your world. Um, and then sort of being able to rearrange that. So I feel like when I'm, when I was living in Boston and kind of segueing out of like being on a super strict diet, it's almost, it's not quite like working with macros, but like, you know, I'd have pretty much the same thing to eat during the day with the same, you know, portion control, portion size ratios, all that jazz. Um, so if I knew that I was going out for dinner, I would keep my breakfast the same and then alter what I was eating in the afternoon so that you like remain, you still consume around the same amount of calories. You, you know what? We could co-write a chapter of my book. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a good way to do it. Ethan, what do you do? My, the my theory is that we set people up for failure whenever we talk about, okay, here's what you do to eat well and kind of ignore the fact that, you know, people are going to, are not going to eat well 100% of the time. And so figuring out a diet that includes that you're going to have dinner out on Wednesday night, that you're going to have pizza on Sunday and figuring out an, an overall diet that takes those things into account and says, okay, this is a, 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 you, this is a healthy amount of, of, of non-optimal food that you can eat. I think that just by calling it a diet, you're getting into a territory of like pathological eating behavior. I think the vast majority of people do not think of their eating in terms of a diet or, or having a strict set of guidelines and that they're just, you know, kind of eating normally and healthfully on their own. So it's, it's, I think for the vast majority of people, it's not, okay, I need a framework where I can go out to dinner on Wednesday. It's more like, okay, I need access to fresh vegetables. Okay. I need hormone free meat. I need you know, and money to eat better the majority of the time. You're right. I think that's pretty accurate for like the masses that are not, I feel like we forget that the population that we are most surrounded by and familiar with of CrossFitters is a very small subset of the greater 
And I think a very small subset of CrossFitters think about it the way Tony just described too. I think the, the majority of them are leading so, normal lives instead of rigid pseudo athlete lives. So you so you're saying there you're saying there's a market for my book. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> oh, Ethan, I think that's a that's a that is a very very fair point, and I think yeah that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you can't do a workout if you don't have the weights. You can't eat well if you don't have the food. Right. So that was actually a really cool thing that CrossFit Somerville, the gym that I primarily have spent most of my career working at, um, did was um, for many years we had a urban agriculture program. So we had chickens in our sort of little like backyard area and we had a little garden back there as well as a garden on the roof um, and members could volunteer to take care of the garden and the chickens and then during the week that they would take care of the garden and the chickens they would be able to take home what the garden and the chickens produced so sort of showing people that even in an urban setting you could still grow your own stuff, but also sort of what, you know, like nat truly natural food kind of looks like. I freaking love that. That's it, awesome. Yeah. I thought it was great. We, I don't know if you know, our, our sister podcast, the fit community project. I think of them more as a third cousin. <laughs> but maybe like you're a little uncomfortable you with meaning. and you slow with ones, but you're not sure how you feel about them. Both both podcasts, sister podcasts, are, uh, are are going to be part of an initiative to have a community garden at Pioneer Valley. Yes, and oh, he's got buy-in from fifty percent of the hosts at No Rep Podcast. To start this <laughs> I can't wait to see Ethan's ass in the air, his elbows in the dirt, just ass up, seeds face in down. the ground. I love it. I love it. Pouring water, wearing a goofy hat to keep the sun off his head. It's gonna be great. <laughs> gonna have pictures of it. Yeah, and we're gonna be doing that. Also, we've we've chatted with uh, we are we just chatted with um, uh, Ben. Um, I'll mispronounce his name. Peralt, um, who owns a, a a CSA, which stands for what Community Sustained Agriculture Farm in East Hampton, and we're gonna be doing some things with him. So look out for that on. Uh, no rep, rep and the fit community podcast. Yeah. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a whole fennel section. Fuck yes. We're going to have six feet tall chicken wire around the fennel section. <laughs> to keep Mel out. Fennel section. Actually, it probably only has to be three feet. To keep oh. <laughs> as, as somebody who's a full four feet tall, I can tell you that that joke really it hurt me to say it. Really, really cut your knees out from under you. <laughs> really cut you off. At, cut your legs out from under you, or cut you off at the knees. Yeah. Ethan, you're just inordinately tall. You don't count. Yeah. I love that you're a suboptimal height for CrossFit. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> One out of ten workouts, but probably <laughs> three out of three home wide competition, home open, yeah. the closed. Yeah. We should call it the CrossFit closed. CrossFit closed. <laughs> Oy. Yeah. Well, Mel, you have uh, you've dropped some good wisdom on us. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. What are you gonna do the rest of the day? 
I'm going to clean to stay sane my house <laughs> and also try to get a little rowing workout in perhaps do you have an erg i have an erg damn i, I love i love my erg i yeah. i actually hate rowing but i'm trying yeah. to get back on the i love rowing train nice yeah. uh yeah a rowing boat <laughs> the rowing boat yeah oh well you know since i've got you on that's another thing is that you and ethan and i have been have, have been uh, we were recording these um weekly instructional videos some of which are quite comic and you can find them on uh, no on, uh, some of which are comic none of which are instructional <laughs> <laughs> if you if you listen very closely you might pick up some some uh, technique but mostly you're just gonna laugh they're yeah they're they're dropping them over at um Pioneer Valley CrossFit's uh, Instagram. There are a couple of are, that are already up. Yeah, look, everybody can look out for more of that. I'm trying to figure out Instagram because Ash used to do that stuff and now he's he's the big famous uh, quiver uh, marketing aficionado. Um, and now I'm looking at Instagram. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, but I'll try to get some of those videos up. You should have Mel do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can totally help with that if you need it. You want to promote our podcast? Wait a minute. Do you want to become part of the No Rep podcast? You could be the marketing arm. Ooh. There's no money. That's. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there right now. I didn't say it was a job. <laughs> I would be happy to help. I would be honored. Wow. Good get. Ah, this worked out so well. Ethan, I can't believe you didn't want to have her on. I know. Well, you were so passionate about it. <laughs> I'm gonna that was my idea. I'll show you the text. It was my idea. It Don't was. It's true. It's true. Mel, we're uh, very lucky to have you at Pioneer Valley. We really are. So lucky. Uh, well, I do love it there, and it has been an absolute delight meeting you two. Highlight. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, she means me. <laughs> does, she, does she? All right. Well, that's a, that's a wrap on 3.3 and uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, bye bye everybody. There we went. <laughs>